Welcome to Get Real with Richard Walter. We've been talking about spoilers, and I want to continue to do so counterintuitively. I was saying uh, uh, it turns out that um, some studies that they're conducting demonstrate that that uh, uh, people who know the ending of a of a movie who who, who have had it so so-called spoiled for them actually are every bit as engaged and even more so as people who do who do not know the uh the the ending i've said it before um uh, i was on the plane and uh, uh could have had a whole array of movies to choose uh, on my flight from new york uh, sometime last year and and went to the, the, the joe citizen kane again i know everything there is to know about it was it as good as i remember it i uh, it is my favorite movie and the answer is no, it was not as good as I remember. It's even better. Every time I look at it, it, it's better. And why is that? There's the shape of it. I was saying that it's a model of a human life, a well-constructed uh, story. Whatever the story is, the model is is the same, and that is a beginning, a middle, and an end that models childhood, adulthood, and, uh, and well, uh, uh, the end of life. <laughs> Let's call it. Um... Uh, yeah, there's a wonderful, uh, well, I'm going to criticize it also pejoratively in a moment as well, but there's a very interesting piece by Annalisa Cohen in the New York Times a week or two ago about uh, this uh, this subject, uh, and she says that, uh, 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 that people are not, uh, uh, levels of enjoyment of, of the movie uh, are just as strong and even stronger for, for, for those who do who uh, do know the ending compared to those who who do not. He says, the more significant factors determine our enjoyment. Um, And it's not about finding out the data. It's about uh, what she says, uh, not just absorbing facts, but also to lose ourselves in stories and attune ourselves to the characters and plots unfolding on the screen. Well, of course, of course, that's what really really matters remember the 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 facts uh, are made up it's a movie <laughs> the, uh, the actors are pretending to be who they are and 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 to think up the dialogue that they're speaking when everybody knows uh, and they know that everybody knows uh, that they've really uh, memorized it and they're merely reciting what writers uh, writers wrote it's fake 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 but the feelings uh, are real and that's what people respond to um in art, but especially in narrative, dramatic narrative art, story storytelling art. Um, but I do have to take uh, um, uh, Annalisa Cohen to task here because she she writes here. This just makes my blood boil. Um, uh, our narrative of uh, our, our sense of narrative transcription has very little to do whether we know how the story is going to end. I like that. I've I've been been uh, talking about that up, up to this moment. She then, however, goes on to say the opening sequence of another thriller, Cliffhanger, directed by Rennie Harlan and starring Sylvester Stallone. I'm taking a big pause there because you notice anything missing there? What, what should she say after that? Or maybe even before that. Another thriller, Cliffhanger, directed by Rennie Harlan and, direct, and starring Sylvester Stallone is arguably one of the uh, uh, most gut-wrenching four minutes in film. 
directed by Rennie Harlan and starring Sylvester. What about mentioning the person who, who wrote this, who invented it, who created it? It's just, it's just outrageous uh, that people commonly think this way. And here are people, smart, advantaged, privileged, cultured, literate people, critics for the for the New York Times. Uh, not getting it that movies are uh, written. Oh, I've told an old story about Capra. The uh, He gave an interview talking about how he got the Capra touch. He did this, he did that. Nowhere does he mention the uh, the name Robert Riskin, who merely wrote all of those movies that have the so-called Capra touch. And the day that the article came out, uh, there arrived at Capra's office of Columbia in an envelope from Robert Riskin, uh, the kind of envelope that, that's the right size to contain a screenplay. It, and inside was something very much like a screenplay. It had cardstock covers and uh, the two holes drilled through it with Brad, uh, um, um, uh, you know, brass brads, <laughs> as they used to do in the old analog uh, 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 print days. Um, and, uh, uh, and about 100, 110 pages inside. All of the pages and the covers blank. And a note attached to it. Dear Frank, uh, uh, for, you know, from, from Bob, uh, put the cap a touch on this. Uh, just outrageous. Listen to what she goes on to talk about Annalisa Cohen. Uh, a crevice, uh, several agonizing seconds. She dangles precariously. Mr. Joyner's hands begins to slip out of Mr. Stallone's. The camera focuses tightly on her face. Then she falls. I have used this sequence in my classes, she says, on many occasions to illustrate the... Doesn't she understand that, that, that it might be just equitable to mention the person who invented all of this, and that is the writer? It's not the, the director, but the writer, uh, if, uh, uh, who's the first artist in film, if for no other reason, because she is first. There's... There's no need for, for anybody else. You don't need in Sylvester Stallone. You don't need Rennie Harlan. You don't need any actors. You don't need any directors until the script is there. Um, this is a writer's uh, a writer's medium. And the most overrated uh, uh, position uh, in any profession on the planet is movie director. <laughs> You know, uh, it would be like celebrating the foreman um, of, of the uh, uh, construction crew that built, um, oh, I don't know, a great work of architecture. Um, you name it. Whatever work of architecture you like. It's the architect that's the equivalent of the screenwriter, the the. The director is really a foreman uh, carrying out the instructions of the uh, of the writer, and it is uh, really, really quite quite infuriating to read um, again from such vaunted uh, pages as the uh, the NYT such nonsense as if. Uh, um, they just thought this up all on themselves uh, on the spot. I remember once being on the, the Dan Rather Evening News, the CBS Evening News with Dan Rather and Connie Chung, if you can believe it. Um, Joe Esterhaus's film, uh, he had written the film, 
uh, and it was uh, directed by Paul Verhoeven, uh, Showgirls, and it was quite controversial. I never did uh, see the film, but there I was discussing it on CBS Evening News, and um, uh, I remember uh, somebody saying, Verhoeven opens the film, one one of the, the newscasters, I don't know if it was Dan or Connie or who, Saying now, Verhoeven chooses to set the film in uh, on the sunset on the uh, Las Vegas Strip. I, I said, whoa, 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 Verhoeven, you have the, I haven't seen the script, but I think it opens with uh, uh, exterior Las Vegas Strip night, and above that is the name of the movie, Showgirls, and under that it says by Joe Esterhaus. Verhoeven didn't set the, <laughs> the film in Las Vegas. The writer Joe Esterhaus did that. Thanks for listening to Get Real with Richard Walter. Please do subscribe on Medium and Substack and um, share these uh, episodes with your your pals on social media and uh, do come back and listen to my next offering soon.